Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. JT here again on the SC Report for round 15. And I've got a special guest, very special guest, friend of the show, great bloke all around, Warriors fanatic, uh, Anton. How are you, mate? I'm good, bro. How are you? Oh, living the dream. We have just done this once over. We've done a, uh, I guess, a rehearsal before the, the main event. Tech issues, as always, on the SC Report. But we're here now. Internet sounds good. Tethering to the phone. And I've got you all the way over the Dutch. So potentially a bit of a dodgy connection. Yeah, well, you know, the internet's pretty good. It's, it's one of the few things that's still holding sound around here is the uh, is the internet, which I'm pleased about. We've had flooding downstairs and always with all this rain, but uh, the internet is still maintaining, which is good. There you go. That CEO for the uh, One New Zealand, whatever he is, uh, maybe less time on Twitter and more time uh, dealing in tech issues recently or something like that. Maybe he's just, uh, yeah, refocusing his energy. Could be. Could no. be. Uh, it's been a big uh, year for, I guess, the Warriors. A lot of home games, and you're over there, of course, so getting to get really amongst it. How's the uh, the Bunty Appreciation Society banner going? A few stains on there, a few comments? Well, uh, the um, yeah, look, the um, memberships are, I would say, solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say we've taken on uh, any new members, but we haven't lost any either, so I would say just holding firm at that one-member mark. Um, but yeah, a lot of visibility, and so I think a lot of people are probably thinking to themselves that they are members of the Bundy Appreciation Society without formally um, applying to be part of it. I just, you know, think that they probably hold it inside them. Decades-long um, decades membership uh, process, I believe. I, I know you've met Bunty and taken a photo with him, I think maybe for Magic Ground, with the sign. Uh, what did he actually say the first time he saw it? Because I'm sure he's probably never seen anything quite like it before. Well, Magic Ground was kind of funny because it was the I think it was the 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 second the second ever Magic Round, and um, my flight was delayed from Sydney where I was living at the time, and um, I was I was really annoyed too because I I'd, I'd left work early so I could get up there and make it for the first game and stuff, and I was like, oh, I'm so annoyed I'm going to miss this first Parramatta game or whatever because I'm yep. a big nerd I try and watch every game every round, and I uh, wanted to get there for that one, but the flight was delayed. Thank you, Jetstar, um, mm. and. I was sitting in the airport and uh, I realized that the new flight that I was on was the same flight as the Warriors. And I was thinking... Mildly convenient, but yes, go on. That's cool. That's that's fine. We'll <laughs> add up there. Um, I, I'm the, supposed to be the mature adult. In, hmm. in the, yeah. But I, of course, I was wearing a Bunty Appreciation Society t-shirt, a Warriors hat, um, and all this other, other crazy shit. And I got on the plane and I was sitting next to Josh Curran and he hmm. goes, what? your t-shirt man and i was like oh just oh, nothing it's just <laughs> whatever whatever i was like he goes 
man, hey, Bunty, you got to get a load of this. Look at this. <laughs> and so Bunty swings around in his seat and he looks at me and he just looks at my shirt and he goes, whoa. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, ah, yeah. I was, and he goes, you got to sign it for him, Bunty. I was like, oh, you don't, yeah, what? He says, all right, okay, yeah, sure, yeah, you can sign it. So he basically signed his name on my shirt and then we had a bit of a chat and whatever. But that wasn't the worst part because I basically sat down with my with my shirt on and um, and was just, you know, having a chat to Josh. And the flight attendant come past and she would have been a woman in her 50s. And she looked at me and she went, oh, this is cool, eh? Sitting with all of your heroes. And I was like, oh, far out. I was like, actually, can I just get a cup of tea, please? Can I um, actually, can I move seats? Is, is there a parachute I could jump out of the plane with, please? Um, I like so, it. so embarrassing. Anyway, like that woe was his first comment. Could have been anything, uh, you know. Thank you so much for your fandom and yeah. <laughs> and it, it, I don't know whether it was like, whoa, that's cool, or like, whoa, okay, uh, that's that's a bit far. But um, uh, hmm. I clearly went went on to more than that. Upgraded the sign to a, a giant flag, and it's, it appears on the telly sometimes, which is kind of funny. But um, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I like cheering for a guy who no one who no one else cheers for. It's just kind of been my thing always. There you go. For, so for anyone who doesn't know Anton, that's a very good insight into him, his Warriors fanaticism, uh, his, his love of Bunty Afoa, and yeah, just all around all around great. And it's actually a quick shout out uh, before we get into the real stuff with the pod. Uh, Jaya Pritchard, really good um, fan of the show, uh, active on Twitter, actually gave you and I both a shout out uh, when I put up my very irregular Cowboys uh, celebration gif over the, uh, the weekend. And he said, your positivity along with Anton just brings so much um, light to an otherwise dark place known as Twitter. And I reckon I've had about four messages from people screenshotting that going, he's clearly never watched you after they've lost. So <laughs> I think the, uh, the, I need a losing gif or something like that to bring a little bit of a darkness to it. But um, no, very active on Twitter. Uh, anyone wants to follow you along, I think it's Anton Poser. Very, very, uh, I've probably just mispronounced your name, actually. Apologies. No, but- that's it. That's oh, it. really? Oh, there you go. Yeah. In Croatian, it's Porsche. There's a there's a little Macron above the S, but everyone everyone stuffs that up, so we just go with Poser. You wouldn't know how to spell it then. Yeah. A little bit wanky if you're going by Porsche, but anyhow. All that's right. Good. That's that's what people say, you see, so you can't do mm. it. There you go. Uh, we are here to talk Supercoach. It's round 15. It's a very busy week in uh, our little fantasy game here. A lot of ins and outs, uh, some tough team news uh, dropping so far today, so we'll go through a bit of that. The buy sell holds. We try to keep it pretty light, and then captains and vices. But a quick around the grounds. Uh, your super coach side. How are you faring so far? Halfway, a bit over in this. Yeah, season? look, it's uh well. I started pretty slowly, to be fair, and it's not through lack of trading. Um, I think round eight, I was around the thirty-eight thousand. I was keeping that very quiet. <clears throat> but then over over the buy period, I was kind of like made a, made made a few spots up, and uh, uh, the. First major buy round rose about eleven thousand places in one week, which was pretty yep. cool. And then um, I scored a twelve oh six last week, which um, um, I was quite happy with, and that was another three thousand six hundred spots. So I'm currently sitting around that kind of seven thousand mark at the moment. So um, looking good, looking good. I'm feeling fairly good about the side, and um, seem to be hopping on the right people at the right time now, which is good. How many trades you got left? Uh, so my team now before trading, I'm currently sitting at 19. That's pretty good. Um, Two better than me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm hoping not to trade this week, actually. It's one of those weeks, actually. I was I was going to say, it, uh, there's a lot going on, but it's a tough round to, to try and find uh, a couple of ins for some of the outs that we've got. So we'll go through a little bit of that. 
later, but maybe not a good trading week if you can avoid it and uh, do that dastardly thing that is keep trades up the sleeve. So we'll chat a bit about that. Um, why don't we get straight into the Teamless Tuesday news? Oh, did you see that? It's random sound bite o'clock on the SC report there. Um, I've got to say, you are very technologically savvy. I've seen some of the banners and gifts that you do and all that kind of thing. You've done it for the site before. I think I need to employ someone to give some sound bites to this thing because I've been rolling the same bad boys for about ooh, three years straight on this thing. Uh, feedback's not so pleasant, but um, anyone, i.e. yourself out there that wants to invest some time in making some ones, I'd really appreciate it. But anyway, maybe that guy saying, ho, 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 did you see that is uh, is the way to go. It could be. Maybe, maybe we could do some wild reads for you. You could use the stings. Mm, well, there you go. <laughs> well, anything. Anything could be better. We are limited, though. We've got about 12 maximum sound bites. So anyway, definitely uh, have about four cowboys. <laughs> Give your love to a cowboy man <laughs> rendition. So anyhow, digressing once again, let's get into team list news. I think straight off the bat, a surprise one this uh, morning or this afternoon, Day for Feeder, been rested this week, delayed onset concussion symptoms. So really tough one for owners there. Huge break even at the moment, about 149. Will miss this week. Uh, will miss round 16 if he's in origin and then potentially round 17. I mean, that's pretty huge for a guy of his price tag. Yeah, look, he was he was looking at playing three games in eight days, mm-hmm. um, and the the Warriors did that um, a couple of weeks ago, and it was like you know pretty much half the team was falling over the finish line after those three days, just absolutely knackered. So you know to play Origin and then and then to turn around and play again in the weekend, albeit off the bench, I think it's um you know he had that he had that head knock as well that he was dealing mm-hmm. with, and I think kind of um a lot of people maybe shrugged it off at the time, like it wasn't it wasn't um so bad, but seems he is still struggling with those symptoms. So um it is unfortunately one of those things that they just have to listen to. So um he's they're erring on the side of caution. He's been playing so well this year. And I think if you've got him in your team and you've ha- you've had him since the start, it's been he's been the guy in the second row to have. Um uh, and that, he's the one that I miss certainly. Um yep. so I think mm-hmm. if it's a it's a hard decision for for owners this week, you know, if looking at the amount of trades that you've got, um he's probably someone that you'll want to get back in eventually. So if you do trade him, you'll probably need a plan to get him back. Hmm. No, I think that's the the whole problem. But it, I mean, it's just such that crunch time of year where, as you said, you went up so many spots um, in the bye week. So you've targeted, I guess, 13 to make up some spots and you've seen what it's done for you. So having a guy of his uh, price tag on the pine where you could be splashing it out, it, it's a uh, trick. I wouldn't say a tricky decision. I think it's, it's possibly an easy one, but uh, we'll get into that a bit later. Uh, conversely, Tommy Turbo back early from his head knocks. I didn't get through the 11-day stand-down period because Manly uh, appealed, I guess, and, and got the uh, the nod of the head. Might be because of a player of his stature, but gets a run this week. Just had a quick look. He's still owned by, uh, what have we got, 12% of the, uh, I guess, top one. Top 1%, so still a fair few up in the top 1,000 or thereabouts that own this guy. So... Big week for him, huge score in his last NRL game. What do you read with Tommy Turbo if you still had him? Oh, <clears throat> I was really annoyed about this one because I actually had him in my team. I, I I held him, you know, like I was lost in the Himalayas with him and holding him for body warmth. I was holding him that tightly. <laughs> and when everybody else was trading him, I was like, this is going to be the the thing that saves me. Like, I'm not going to sell him. I'm just going to yep. ha- hold him right through. He's, uh, you know, I'm just sort of thinking – He's a guy that I probably want in my run home, so I'm just going to hold him. And then 
it looked like he was going to miss three out of four games. And I just thought, oh, that amount of money, I could probably buy him back in round 16. So I just, uh, you know, round 17, sorry. So I just thought maybe, maybe I sell him. And then mm. the next week he gets named. So I just think that whole, the whole concussion thing, the 11 day thing is a real confusing thing for people. Um, we saw it with CNK a little while ago where he was supposed to miss, um, he was supposed to miss an extra week than he did. Uh, I think it was just on the edge of the 12, the 11 or 12 days or whatever it is. So I don't even know how many, how many days it's supposed to be. Um, and, and this time I think, you know, people who did sell would be a bit frustrated, but if you do still hold, um, I think it's, you know, well done to you. Yeah. You know, I would certainly be playing him this week and, uh, feeling good about it. It's definitely a really good game for him. I think as well at home against the dolphins who, got a ton of injury problems they've been sort of hanging on but i reckon this could be a big game for tommy turbo and uh, his owners um other way you've oh other way you've got uh, jared croker getting named for his 300th so i think a lot of people are a little bit rattled by the benching or the resting last week and have uh, traded him on i'm not I don't, I don't know if you own him but he's been a frustrating non-own for me he's been one of those guys where you just think oh, i've got other fires to put out i won't get him Proceeds to make about, I don't know, 150K in cash, plays the 300th, probably going to get a ton of uh, tries and, and scores this week. So if you still own Jay Croker, I guess a really good in for you. Yeah, yeah, it's a handy handy number. It's, uh, I think he's he's one of the guys that I, I didn't get on, similar to Peachy, where he was kind of around that same sort of price. Um, and I think a lot of people looked at him for the early buys. Um, so for him not to be available in that, that really hard week last week, I think a lot of people were kind of burned by that um, and uh, annoyed with Ricky Stewart. But, yep. you know, he came, he came out swinging, that's for sure. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's a handy number uh, for people again this week. And, it's you know, it's a big – it's a massive game. They've, they've, they've held him back so that he could be there in front of his home fans. So it's a special thing. But – I think with some of these things, though, sometimes when the emotion is is hyped a lot, often often it can get to teams. Like they can get in their own way a little bit. There's mistakes can often happen when they didn't mean to. Uh, they force passes. They get a bit excited. So I don't I don't know whether um, it's necessarily going to be a run home game for the the Raiders. And I'm probably saying that with my Warriors hat on, and I mm. am wearing a Warriors hat. Nice. Um, nice. It's um. Yeah, I think I think we've looked pretty good defensively. I think we're the fourth best defensive side in the comp. Um, so it's yeah, it's it is it is going to be a great game. Um, so yeah, if if anybody holds him, he's certainly a play. Yeah, just glad to hear you wearing something on the podcast. Unfortunately, can't see you visually, but I'm just imagining uh, nothing at all, nothing well, at all. That's all I'm wearing is just the hat. <laughs> just yeah. the hat. There you go. Uh, we'll say um, was it was SC Playbooks. Timmy Williams called him out as one of the greats or one of the nicest blokes in NRL. Can attest to that, having asked him for about 17 different photos on one night and uh, yarns and all that kind of thing late out. Uh, off air, you did tell me a story about you and Willie Mason where he probably didn't react with a similar mirth as um, Jay Croaks did. But uh, <laughs> anyhow, for another podcast, that one. Um, otherwise, some good news, I guess, for Teamless Tuesday. So Dylan Brown, I mean, maybe temporary, but he has been named, uh, has a court case pending tomorrow. I guess can't say too much about it, but on balance of probabilities, hard to see him playing. It's a tough one because he's playing the last game of the round two. Mm. So if you're saving him in your, as, a, as a play and relying on him and then suddenly the NRL decides, nah, 
we, we're going to enforce the uh, no-fault stand-down policy, which they are entitled to do. It used to be that it was only for for charges which carry a, a weight of 11 years in prison and over, uh, but they've amended that. So now it's uh, now if anything that involves violence against women of any kind, they have um, the right to come in and enforce that rule. So <clears throat> um, they haven't made their mind up about what they're going to do, but... Um, We'll find out probably uh, after tomorrow's hearing uh, what's going to happen there. But um, if not, he's certainly a, a guy that you stash on your bench for now and just wait and see. But um, obviously at that price, you've got a lot of options. So yep. it's something you, you can just afford to wait and see, I think. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, JMK, Marshall King, wasn't named against you guys last week. Hopefully precautionary pain management kind of thing. He has been named this week, I'm uh, not to- as an owner, I should be across it, but I'm not totally across news. But I presume uh, pretty good signs if he has been named. Yeah, for sure. He's he's actually a very important part of that side. He's um, we he was really missed for them last week. I was at that game, and there was we made a lot of inroads through through the middle there, and you know you saw Sean Johnson score two tries right right between the sticks, and um, you know having having a player of his quality missing in your in your spine. Um, and also not having their fullback as well. It's um, it was it was pretty um, well sweet for us, but hard hard for them, I think. So he's a very important player to that side, and I think if he's any 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 even like you know sixty seventy percent fit, they'll play him. Yep, no, absolutely. Uh, for the bunnies, a couple of good, uh, well, not good, but interesting moves for them. So obviously losing Cam Murray for a groin issue, Jai Arrow for syndesmosis surgery, uh, decent stints on the sideline for them. You've got uh, Hamish Selleck coming back into the prop jersey and your boy Shaq Mitchell into lock. Uh, the Bunnies relatively popular team because they do cover some tough rounds. Uh, initial thoughts on that there? They're both, Selleck's probably, I think, 400k. Shaq Mitchell just over 300. Much interest from you? Shaq Mitchell's an interesting one. Um, I've, I've kind of really liked what I've seen from him this year. As a bench prop, it's always a minutes thing. But he, eye test wise, he looks really good. He's a really big body, big mobile. He's got a, he's got an offload, and just really really busy when he's on the field. Um, so if he gets more than about forty minutes a game, like he's quite a he's quite a handy guy to have. The question is whether, <clears throat> you know, uh, when how long that's going to last? Because you'd expect Murray to come back in after Origin. Yep. Um, and then that would kind of shake that up again. But um, certainly, there's more minutes to be had in the middle of there. Hamasale will probably. Um, likely be the one in the front row to um, lift minutes wise but I think you'll also see Kaloa Matangi move to the middle yep. so he'll probably start on an edge and then he'll push in and play 80 through the middle so um, yeah, I mean we'll probably get to him a bit later but um, but yeah I think I think across those three guys there's going to be an uptick for sure. No, absolutely and maybe to round it out unless you've got any other major news but Nathan Cleary obviously the huge out for the Penrith side so he's been replaced by Jack Cogger who was pretty steady uh, last week I thought a couple of tries off his boot he comes in straight away so a bit of or a bit of NRL experience in his ranking but I think Cleary the news on him is maximum six weeks out which is obviously huge news for Origin and for Supercoach so we'll chat on him a bit later, but uh, Penrith, they do just keep on keeping on. Are you looking at any of their players uh, for a potential buy over the next few rounds? No, not really. I've got an eye for Tungle. I think yep. um, he's a guy who um, he just has that attacking upside in him and he can spark things from, from nothing. 
And I just really like that left side attack with, with Luai out on that edge. Um, Stephen Crichton's probably going to get the goal kicking. Well, not probably, certainly going to get the goal to, with um, Nathan Cleary gone. So that's that's going to be an uptick in points for him, you would imagine. And the only question is origin. Yep. Um, so, you know, watching watching Origin teamless, I think. But for me, this week, I'm not looking to jump on anybody in particular. I don't think it's a bit of a, a wait and see for those Origin team lists. It certainly is. And maybe just finally for the Doggies, uh, they have a couple of guys in for them. Jacob Kiraz, so was out last week with an elbow concern. He is named. And Reed Marnie, uh, he currently is named in the nine jersey, but obviously going through concussion protocols. So... Uh, keep an eye on him. He does have a hundred break even, so it's a tough position, old hooker, so far this season. So if you can get a healthy body out there, worth their weight in gold. But Reed could be touch and go for this week. All right, before we get into buy sell holds, maybe a little bit of a break. Anything else? Teamless Tuesday news for you, Anton? No, that's all good, man. I think I think we've covered the big ones. Very good. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with the usual buy, sell, holds into captains and vices. Maybe the Sneaky JT's joke corner or an Anton sing-along. Who knows what uh, the second half of the SC Report podcast will throw up. We'll come back at you short. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Bit of smooth guitar on your Wednesday morning, Thursday night, whatever it may be on the SC Report here. Anton, it's a favourite part of the pod now where we go through the buys, sells and holds. Maybe we start with the buys because that's where the big stuff is going. I think the flavour of this week, and you've uh, alluded to it so far on the pod, it's a hold week it seems like. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm lucky. I don't have David Fafita. I don't have Nathan Cleary. Yeah. So I don't have those fires to put out. The only one I have is Brown. And kind of as I said before, um, I don't need to play I don't need to play Brown. I have a deep enough squad where I can just slot someone else in and, and um a fairly good scoring player. Uh, I don't actually have anybody on a buy this week either. I don't have any cowboys. So yeah. I've got a I've got a full complement to choose from in, in my entire squad. But um you know, that's not everybody. Some people have um, Latrell Mitchell. Some people have, um, uh, well, a lot of people have Nathan Cleary. And I guess um, a lot of the questions has been like, you know, six weeks is just not, you know, I don't I don't, I don't, think you can hold a guy who's worth that much money in that position for six weeks. So the question is, who do you sell him to? Um, and, how, you know, how do you, how do you, anal- how do you analyze that position and how do you go about it? I think we'll cover that in a couple of segments. I reckon Nathan Cleary will discuss uh, if you the benefits of holding. I think there are a few, actually. Otherwise, who do you go to? 
And then mm-hmm. Dylan Brown, let's maybe touch on him and should he be ruled out what the uh, potential options are. Um, but just for, who do you have instead of Nathan Cleary? I've got Hines and Mitch Moses in my halfback. Uh, I sold Cleary for Moses uh, when he was pretty cheap and he got knocked out in that game. Uh, and then he missed the following week. <laughs> and then, but but since then he's he's been on a tear. He's been doing really really well, and and the upcoming um, run for him looks really good. So Mate. yeah, um, yeah, absolute Nostradamus right there. Actually, completely off Mitch Moses because I was watching this uh, para cows game at a pub the other day, and I uh, love the crack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, what was it, the 79th minute, Mitch Moses strolls over to uh, win the game. And I'm obviously there, ready to throw schooners at TVs. Just get a couple of bum pats from people that own Mitch Moses from behind there. I'm like, Ugh, not in the mood. Not in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Moses is poison to me, hoping he hoping makes it into origin. Maybe let's start with the headline of the week, Nathan Cleary. Um, starting with a, a couple of pros, I think, to hold him, I honestly think it's it's a tough week to make a call because we just don't know who's going to fill that origin side. And that's probably the theme for a lot of the buyers we'll talk about. But there's so many names getting thrown around. Mitch Moses, Adam Reynolds, uh, Nico Hines, for me personally, Chad Townsend. But uh, it's hard to uh, make a call, I think, a week out from origin sides getting named. So if you were desperate for a number this week, would you be pulling the trigger on Mitch Moses if you didn't own him or holding fire until that's certainty? It depends if you're a head-to-head player and the buys don't matter to you. Mm. So if, you, if, you've, if you've got a league set up where you don't play head-to-heads on, on buy rounds, then Origin doesn't really matter as much. But if you're going overall or you're in a comp where they do count, then, um, <clears throat> then yeah, you kind of, you kind of want to know. It feels, it feels weird to me that they would have Nico Hines there um, uh, he's in the squad already and he's he's a dallium winning halfback sitting yep. there it'd, it'd be very weird to me that if if cleary goes out and they don't select him in the halves um and the whole idea of shuffling the entire side and stuff just because of the loss i don't i don't think we've seen that from freddie before very much so of course that could all go out the window he's under a bit more pressure most likely freddie so you never you never know and i think mm. it probably is the play to sit on it for just one week having said that though it, it there is there is a lot uh, there are a lot of options you can move to um and i the way i'm looking at it is um it's six weeks so you go how what what's the run like for all of the all of the, the options over that six weeks how many buys do they have in that period till he gets back and, you know, what do you think their scoring output's going to be? Because if you think it's going to be really high, it might be worth taking a, um, a stab. If it's if it's just a money-making thing or whatever, it's, you know, we know that that can blow up in your face. If you sell Cleary and you get on like someone like a Jack Cogger to earn you some money and mm. he gets injured and he's worth that amount of money, then you're in a bit of sauce. You know, it can be hard to get out of that. Um so yeah, I think I think the call if I had him would be to maybe wait a week, but I, I think I'd certainly be moving him on if he's six weeks out. This is such a tough call for me because I've blown through so many trades. I've got 17 left. We all know Nathan Cleary is a run-home kind of guy. Every year he does it to us. You think, oh, I can get rid of him for origin or whatever it might be, the down period, and then he comes out and scores 150 the week you don't own him. You're desperate then crawling to get him back. But Mitch Moses has a 14 break even this week against the Dogs. We'll play both by rounds. Not that next week is too tough, but we'll play against Manly that week. We'll play the Warriors, who 
in round 19 who are untouched basically by origin but looking at it has a really good run coming up here so it's at the point where do i burn the trade and just hope like hell that moses is your run home guy or do you then have to find a way to get him back in it's just such a, a tough one but you did mention that there's other options i actually don't know that there there are i mean sj shall like, i shall i run through please. i've done a little i've done a little bit of a run through here so, so research on the sc report anthony no mate, mate i've got things written down I've got well, a hat on my head and I've got a notebook on my side. Misspelled horrendously and there's some backwards E's, but they're written down, nonetheless. <laughs> it smells of rich mahogany, this notebook. <laughs> um, so, so okay, let's let's look at them one by one, right? You've got yeah, Sean Johnson has got one buy over the next six weeks. Now, I'm, I'm looking at this like assuming you, you, want, you want Nathan Cleary back in, right? Mitch yeah. Moses, as we know, goes on these great runs, but he's got a really low floor at times. He does have a really low game in him but he's also got a great ceiling. And I think at this part of the year, you've got to go aggressive. You've got to go for guys that have that ceiling. And also, with no Nathan Cleary, you've lost a captain option. A captain yep. is so important at the moment, and you've lost a massive captain option that you can just, you know, you can lock in for 80 points against against a kind of mid-table, mid-to-lower-table side. Well, now we don't have that anymore. So I think if you are going to sell, you've got to look at something, someone who's got a bit of that in them. So... Let's have a look at Sean Johnson first. He's got one bye in the next six rounds. It's in round 16. He plays St. George, Souths, Eels, Sharks, and the Raiders. So that's a pretty good run. There's a couple of harder games in there, but and he also misses the round 16 bye. Moses, as you say, has only uh, he only misses one game, and that's round 18, which is kind of easy to cover for that round. So mm-hmm. if you've got Nico Hines as your other halfback, you can play him in that week and, and you can cover him. He plays again against the Bulldogs, Manly, then the Dolphins, the Warriors, and, uh, and the Titans. So that's a pretty good run of five games. Matt Burton is available now halfback and and 5 eighths, so he he has achieved the dual status thing. So he's he misses one game, and he misses round 17, so not on either of the major buy rounds. Yep. He, he plays Eels, Sharks, Newcastle, Souths, and Broncos. Um, so there's a few in there. So that – and. Reynolds misses a couple of games, and that's that's if he doesn't get selected for Origin. Fogarty misses a couple of games, so I, I kind of find it hard to get him in. Um, Hughes is another one, another name that I've seen thrown around, but honestly, I just there's something about this Melbourne side at the moment that just doesn't seem to be um, raining points the way it used to. Um, he's a huge and, surprise, actually, because this time of year is normally he's a hot commodity because he doesn't yeah, play Origin. Yeah. Melbourne, we know how good they are, but been very flat. So no, yeah. not, not not sold on him. Uh, definitely, though. If you, you know, you buy low and you, you sell high, but geez, I don't know how high he's going to get. Okay, last two, last two. Next one is Tanner Boyd. Ooh, so okay. he plays. He's just Round over five hundred k. So you'd make a lot of money by selling him to him. He has one buy, which is in round sixteen. He plays West Tigers, the Broncos, the Raiders the Dolphins, and the Eels Mm. um, over that six weeks period. And the other good thing is, and I was thinking about this because as I said to you off air, I'm a Sonny Luke owner (laughs) and I don't, and I don't know how to quit him. I've been, he's, we're just, we're just like roomies. He's just looking at me all the time and he's just not worth enough money. I just cannot get rid of the guy. If you brought in a Tanner Boyd who's just coming off a 70 plus score, Fairly good break even. He's playing the West Tigers, the Broncos, and the Raiders next three games. 
he could easily make you some coin and you could slot him into that hooker position. You could actually mm. move him up there for Sonny Luke and then actually cash him out to uh, someone else elsewhere in your side. So I don't mind him as a play. Uh, and then the last one is Luke Brooks. Oh, now, you, you're going to have to bear with me here, right? Yep. So he's got one buy. It's in round 17. So he gets you th- through, through the two big buy rounds. He plays the Titans. He plays Melbourne minus their origin contingent. He plays the Cowboys. And then he plays the Sharks without their origin guys. Yep. Well, it's pretty much just Nico Hines. Uh, and the Knights. So that's actually a pretty good run for Luke Brooks. Um, but it's, it's Luke Brooks and it's the Tigers. So, you know, maybe you have to look at your own kind of views on what you think that looks like over the next six weeks. But I tell you what, low ownership. If you got on Luke Brooks now and he went on some crazy run, you would be a genius. I would just love some really deranged Tigers fan out there that's on their last straw and thinks if he doesn't turn it around now, he never will. Goes on him for Supercoach, ruins his uh, $500 cash league and just goes on to burn every single Luke's, Luke Brooks jersey he can find. But that's the kind of thing that we throw up. I like that. I do actually think the Tanner Boyd uh, hooker rotation thing has merit because it's a pretty dire position at the moment. Not just Sonny Luke owners, and unfortunately you're one of them, but just in general, it's been a tough position to fill so far this year. Harry Grant not kicking on, JMK in the injury wars, the you know, mid-tier is not really going that flash. So having that flexibility, I really don't mind. And then... As you say, Nathan Cleary could be a run-home trade-in quite easily in that regard. So definitely not worth uh, discounting. I think if you were to pick, uh, you know, price is not a factor. You're not worried about flexibility. Who would you go uh, from this week onwards? If I had to pick from that list, I'd be doing Mitch Moses. Yeah. I think I think Mitch Moses, when you look at the fact that he plays the buy rounds, the fact that he's got a really, um, you know, kind of nice run of games against the Bulldogs, Manly and the Dolphins, uh, the Warriors and the Titans. I mean, apart from the um, the the Warriors in their lineup, they're all pretty. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, obviously, uh, <clears throat> um, I would kind of say that they're 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 all games where he he has a chance to score um, very high. So, yep. you know, the, um, maybe a couple of those games he could probably uh, look at scoring a ton. So those are the sorts of things you've got to factor in, and I guess the ceilings of some of these other guys just aren't there. Um, but that's how I'd kind of be looking at that position. And then, you know, I think once Nathan Cleary comes back, Origin will be over and they'll be looking at the run home um, with kind of a very um, serious look in their eye to making that sort of top four. So for them to do that, I think they're going to need to have a fit Nathan Cleary firing. So I, I would be very scared to not have him in my um, halfback position when he when he gets back. So I'd be looking at, you know, whatever you do in the next six, six weeks, um, maximise your um, ability to score points in the position, but then also have a plan to get um, your man back in there. Hmm. I guess only uh, playing devil's advocate, but say Dylan Brown is scratched for the rest of the year or whatever it might be. Moses has to take a lot on the shoulders there. We heard him talk about how they were laying low for the bye week. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Let's talk about shuffling Clint Gutherson up to 5'8". There's, um, this could be potentially the jersey gate of 2023 uh, we saw what happened with manly last year and they just went to shit where you know uh, there was some disruption in the camp it, it could be one of those things i don't know statistically because brown doesn't miss a lot of games how moses goes without i don't know if you've done that level of research no i haven't but i do know that they have day on there who's, oh, they who's, who's, who's cowboys he's, he's and a yeah, uh, yeah and former warrior yeah he's a he's a more than handy 
replacement. Um, Arthur's gone to Manly, so <clears throat> I, I, I'm more than confident they could slot him in and, and he'd do a job there. But yeah, like you say, if that's if there's a, a case like that hanging around, it does leave a stink around the club. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we, we have seen it in other things before, but yeah, I um, I still think that Moses with the goal kicking and all of that, it's um, yeah, he's still my pick, I reckon. Look, it's a safe play. It's where the crowd's going. I can, uh, yep, absolutely see the merit in it. But for just being the anti, that Moses kind of guy, I reckon SJ, right up my alley. So uh, either him or potentially Tanner Boyd. The more you say it, uh, the more I'm thinking about it. So there you go. Uh, moving on, and I guess uh, we just spoke about him, but Dylan Brown, let's talk hypothetically that he is scratched because we know, as you said, if he is isn't and it plays on he's a hold we all know that if he is scratched for this round and onwards options we you ran through them for cleary have you done a similar level of uh thought for five eighths well i haven't no because five eighth there's there are way more options so a lot of people have a um a joey manu for example in their centers that they can move up or they've got a schuster in their second row that they can move down that opens up second row it opens up front row it opens up wing fullback you name it so if you can do something like that then that could be a, a clever play. Uh, for people who already have a Joey Manu in their 5 eighth position like I do with Dylan Brown, that was supposed to be the ultimate uh, thing I was locking in for the buys because they each kind of cover each other right the way through. And that, nothing nothing nice ever lasts, does it? Oh, well. Um, yeah, look, I mean, y- you know, you could start looking at, at your guns, like your Cameron Munsters and stuff like that, knowing that you've got, you have cover for the buys and you just get the best possible player that you can in there. Um, a lot of people will be moving to Cody Walker, but, um, again, you know, there's that risk of origin. So, um, and he also doesn't play in round 16. So that's another thing to keep in mind. So, um, I don't know. I think if you can afford to just hold Brown for now, I would probably be more likely to hold him and sell Cleary this week. Yep. Um, if you have both. Uh, because I just think there, there. He's a he's a fit player. He's fit and he can play, but he just might not be allowed to play. That's the only thing. So we we just got to wait and see what happens there. Whereas we know Nathan Cleary's out and he's not going to play for six weeks. So yeah, I would I would try and see if you if you can avoid making a trade or shuffling someone else into that five eighth position just to cover for him if you really do want to get rid of them and free up the cash. Yep. I'm kind of of the same view there. I think round 16, probably not as difficult. Uh, a lot of us have, you know, the Knights, Manly, Para kind of players outside of Brown but who will cover. So I don't think it's too tough a week. But I think, as you said, Origin is looming over a few of these guys. Walker, Burton, uh, we know Munster's playing. But that kind of call, the next best uh, in doubt, I guess, in that regard. So I think if you can hold off, the break-evens are pretty high. It's not an urgent trade. I don't think, um, as you said, I think there's enough coverage. A lot of people have Schuster and Manu. Uh, and having a look at Manu, actually, I don't own him, but 116 break even, waiting for that to come down. But long term, what do you actually see with Joey Manu? A lot of disruption to the Roosters. They scraped home last week, but Joey Manu in all of that hasn't been really killing it. Long term, what do you see? The Roosters have just been really unimpressive, to be honest. This whole a lot of the a lot of this season they've been um, un, a little underwhelming. I think a lot of it's coincided with this whole thing around Sam Walker. Um, I think Hooker has been a position that they struggled with last year, and they brought Smith in to kind of like solve that. And I just don't think he's really delivered 
the way that he wanted to, and I think the way that the club kind of wanted him to. He's he, he it feels like he's he's more of a, a middle forward now who with a pretty good pass on him and a quick play of the ball as opposed to a good service hooker that frees up that back line. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It feels like the backs kind of get in their own way a little bit. Um, you've got you know three international fullbacks in their back line, so it's you know it's a confusing place to be if they all think run first. Um, so I don't know. I think I think. Manu, while he's in the halves, you know, it feels like there's a big game coming for him, but I just don't know when it's going to be. They're playing the Panthers this week, so it's probably not going to be this weekend. But you never know, man. He's a he's a class player. He's a he's you know, if he's got the ball in hand, anything can happen. So I'm holding for now. There's absolutely no reason why I would look at selling right now, you know, given the other issues that we may have in our sides. And um, having having said that, there's a lot of good players in your back lines that are firing right now. So if you did want to move him on after the round 16 bye, I could definitely understand why people would do that. I reckon that round 16 bye week for Manu is 100 plus, like lining up against the Knights on a daytime game. Teddy out, presumably. He will take 7,000 runs, uh, probably lose them the game on the back of that. But for Supercoach, we don't care. So I feel like Manu will ball hog to the absolute max. And I think... Gets through his 116 break even this week against the Panthers. Hopefully, trims the price down and a ripe for the picking kind of player for the yep. uh, next week and beyond. So keen to see just how he fares. Maybe turning our attention away from halves into the day for theater mess. So we spoke about him. He's missing this week and next with Origin, potentially longer after that. With 17 being a pretty quick backup for them. If you are looking at a second row replacement for Dave, if it, well, firstly, would you trade for feeder out? We've spoken about Cleary being a run home guy. Do you just ignore the break even and the loss of price and stick with Fafita knowing he'll come good? Depends on the makeup of your side. So if you've got six really good second rowers and he's gone down and you can slot in a, a Hopgood or like a Preston or someone like that, I think that's fine. I, th- I think I would honestly just hold hold for feeder because as someone who hasn't owned him all year, it sucks not having David for feeder when he, when he's fit and you want him back, he just, he can do things that other players just can't do. And I think um, this is the best form I've seen him in um, for a long time, to be honest, and really consistent as well. Uh, last year he, he got called out for not looking for the ball enough for not being involved enough. And it just seems like this year he's kind of, He's really got the message, and he's really getting involved in um, in the in the attack, uh, which is great to see. So, I mean, I I kind of am looking at thinking about how I'm going to get the guy into my side. So, the thought of people selling him, I'm just like, yeah, sell him, sell him, sell him. So I don't have to like face you in head to head with with Fafita in your team. But um, realistically, he's gone this week. He's gone around. He's gone around sixteen. He's going to be playing round seventeen. You would imagine if he backs up. Um, no, because yes, yes, yes. So, so they play on the Sunday. So it's actually kind of against the Broncos. So there'll be a bit of rest time there. Um, and then round 18, um, who's he playing round 18? They're, they're against the Raiders. So look, I mean, I'd be holding. But I can also see if you only had three really good um, second row options that, that you're starting and he's one of them, well, then you may need to move him on. Yep. 
And I think the, the thing with him is, even if he is named on the bench, like we've seen historically, if you don't own him, you see him on the bench, you're like, oh, how good's that? You know, he's going to get 30, 40 minutes, do nothing. Comes out and scores a try in his first run and that kind of thing. Like, it's just who he yep. is. And I think it's a it's a nice position, I think, for you and I to be in not owning him because we can just sit and watch that price free fall. Hopefully a couple of uh, ordinary games, has a 16 rolling in his average. We can just sit and wait, but he is generally a run home play. Uh, probably top of the well, not props, but top of the second rows in uh, in Supercoach so far this season. Left edge moves been absolutely gun for him. Uh, but just looking at some alternatives, so say if you have the trades up your sleeve, there's a couple of guys that I'd be keen on. Uh, first one, obviously, origin risk as well, and that's Kaloa Matangi. So he has been bandied about uh, to fill that role for New South Wales. Not sure how, uh, I guess, accurate that call is, but I have been seeing it around, and he, he looks like a smoky. Would you be making the call this week on a guy that just put a ton up? Keon? Well, I made it two weeks ago. I, I as soon as he was, as, yeah, man. As soon as he was fit, I got him straight in. I think, uh, aside from David Fafita, he was the guy in the first kind of six, seven rounds where I was like, ah, oh, because I always, usually in my my round one side, I do splurge on one person in my second row, and I kind of go, I'm gonna hit, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go all in on this guy, and it's never the right guy. Never another right guy. Uh, I think I got on Angus Crichton, I think it was, last year. And then this year, I think it was Murray or – I don't know. It was someone. He's gone. I sold him, whoever it was. Um, but it wasn't David Fafita, and it wasn't um, also Kalal Matangi. So I was looking at him, and I was just like, the way he's playing and the way he is playing within that south side, the, f- the fact that he can play a bit of middle, goes on the edge, he plays 80 minutes – and he's just so hard to handle. He's, he he runs at the littlest bloke. You saw him just like, um, you know, flat, uh, flat flattening dudes last week. It was um, He's a scary man. But in saying that, I think he gets called into origin. He was in camp, he was in camp last year um, sniffing around, um, and he was kind of the one who was right behind that Liam Martin, Angus Crichton sort of level. But now that Angus Crichton's not there, Frizzell will probably hold a spot, I would imagine, because he had a he had a great game. But I I just think he gets picked on the bench or something. I think he he goes into camp. He doesn't play round sixteen anyway. Yeah. So like, if you were to pick him, it's not like it'd be um, a major downer if he's picked for Origin because in round sixteen you weren't going to have him anyway. Um, it's just, so it's really just that that nineteen coverage, um, and you just don't know. But I think for me personally. Uh, I just think he's he's a gun that I want in my team for the run home. Yep. Um, so if I want him later, I might as well get him now. And then I just go um, in round 19, I'll just make sure I have as a stronger team as possible. Uh, I think I can cover him. Um, it's far enough away where I can kind of wait till later to worry about that. But I like him, man. I really, really like him. No, he's just so busy, as you said. Plays all over the field, uh, constantly involved. So... 40-odd break-even, I think you can comfortably forego him, or not comfortably, but uh, with some decent um, backing behind it, forego him this week and pick him up for the run home. But I think genuinely a really good uh, second-row gun to have. If I was to uh, throw a couple of names at you for round 16 coverage here, Johnny Bateman and Britton Nikora. So if you were to toss a coin between the two, obviously Johnny B got the try last week. Nikora has been solid as ever, 700K, so the more expensive of the two. But if you had to make a call, who would it be? Um, 
What are the prices there? So Nikola is, is around... 43k for Johnny Bateman and 700 and something for Nikola. 702 on the dot. Nikola has been he's been pretty consistent throughout. Just looking at his scores here, he's only gone under 60 only twice, right? Whereas John Bateman and the Tigers, to be fair, oh three three times. Sorry, didn't see that little 46 in the beginning. Uh, you know, whereas John Bateman has been you know kind of. Uh, reflective, I think, of the of the Tigers' fortunes, and also just the fact that he's at a, at a new club, uh, new country, and fighting his feet a little bit. Uh, but I th- what I've seen the last few rounds is has been really positive from him. He's kind of floating around that middle part of the field as well. He he kind of gets the ball and he sort of um, he seems to step back inside and make his way across the field. And he's got a little short pass on him. Um, he's got a, he's got a fend on him and an offload. So. I yeah I, I I probably would look at him ahead of say Isaiah Papali'i who's who's a lot cheaper than than um uh, than John Bateman just because I think he's he's a re- he's really involved I think he's a great buy I think he's a really great buy and I don't think you'll lose uh, by buying him and he and he certainly won't play Origin nor will nor, nor will Nikara either but um Nikara I think is he's even though he plays round sixteen and nineteen. I think he really benefits from having Hines in that team. So with him being out on those two weeks with Origin, uh, and if you're looking at those two weeks to target and you're bringing him in for those those two weeks, um, he'll score well. He'll score you, you know, 55 plus, no doubt. But like, I just wonder whether the same chance of attacking stats are going to be there for him, whereas I don't think you need them so much with John Bateman. He just goes and finds them. Hmm. How about Jermaine Hopgood, just quickly on him? A potential origin smoky as well uh, with the injuries in the second row to Queensland. He's been bandied about. 691k plays the next three rounds and also round 19. So got a, a fair bit of mileage out of him should he not play origin. But I'm assuming like many of us, you've owned him, turfed him, and now want him back. What are you doing? I, I've never sold, sold Hopgood. I've, oh, had him from the, I've had him from the start. I've just the way he the way he plays the way he promotes the football and the fact that he just he doesn't seem to get hooked. They just like if they're down on troops or whatever, they just chuck him in the middle and he just keeps going and going and going. I just really love what I've seen from him. So I unless I have a reason to trade him out of my side, he's staying in my team. I'm just looking at his stats now, he's ranked second in second row in the position. So it's him and David Fafita at the top. So if you don't if you don't have him and no, and you know you're going to be short over the next next two rounds. I think you should seriously be looking at him. Um, Sean Lane's still out. Madison's coming back soon, I think. Yep, not far um, away. Yeah, he's not he's not that far away. But I I still think like he plays fairly decent minutes and his his PPM is pretty good. So I reckon if if, if he's even playing sixty five anywhere northwards of sixty five, he's certainly a, a a hold and a keeper in in, in the position. Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, they've got. Paulo and RCG back this week in the prop rotation. So Hopgood at lock. I think the big one for him is is Maddo when he comes back. But then they were playing Maddo yeah. off the bench. So it's very hard to read. And I think probably everyone's got a lot of power plays in their side at the moment. So probably wouldn't be rushing out to throw another one on the pile. But Hopgood, yeah, he's just very hard to uh, not own in your side. Such a busy, busy player. Um, all right, centering lottery. We play this every single origin period, but I threw out, uh, was it 
Ravalawa and Dallin Watene-Zalesniak in the first week. Uh, one went ballistic, the other did not. Uh, I didn't go either of them, obviously. But for round 16, don't know if you've looked that far ahead. But if there was a random centre wing that you were to bring into your side, thinking they would score a couple of tries, anyone that you've put your mind to? Hmm. Well, Jermaine kind of Asako's on the spot question well, there. I think Jermaine Asako is the guy, right? Like, oh, honestly, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm over Asako. Just sick of him. <laughs> Just sick of him. What was he? Twenty points, thirty points against you guys. I turn the TV off. I turn it back on. He's on a hundred or whatever. Like, what the hell were you doing in the he last? Ended up on a hundred and fourteen. <laughs> he had like he had nine, nine tackle breaks. He had like a million line breaks yeah. as well. And like, yeah. I, I just yeah. There's just. He's ranked second in the, in the position for centre wing. Now, just like think about that. I mean, at the start of the season, there were all these like mid three hundred centre wings. He was one of them. New club people were like, oh yeah, it's the Dolphins. It's Jermaine Osaka. We've we've seen enough of him to know what we're going to get. And he comes out of the blocks and he just blows everyone away. And like, hey, phys- physically, when you watch him, when you watch him run, and I saw him on the sideline this weekend. He's tall. He's athletic. He's he's just the way he the way he moves is just you know it's just hard to handle. He jumps really well for the ball, and he just looks so good with ball in hand. And man, like um, I'm I'm quite pleased to be an owner, a smug little owner. But I think if you don't have Jermaine Sarko and you want, you know, he he's a captain option and he's a goal kicker. Um, so he's he's the guy that everyone thought was going to be Ruben Garrick, and now Ruben Garrick's moved back to center. So. <laughs> it's honestly, it is so tough. I thought for once he's getting an ordinary score here. The Dolphins are injury ravaged, and then he goes and does that. But five tons and a ninety-seven this season. It is unreal. I don't think. I think Ruben Garrick was twenty twenty-one when he went on this kind of run. And same deal. We thought, oh, it's Garrick. Couple of games, good in a row. Yep, sure. Uh, barely making the side at the start of the season. It's just one of those things. It's center wing lottery, and if you are, honestly, it's setting your side up right from the get-go because you can easily bring a guy like Asako in. Unlike me, who was putting out fires left, right, and center, Jamal Fogarty, thank you very much. But just that kind of thing. If you've got got this guy, run home, genuinely uh, play in and, and every week, captain option, as you said. God, it sucks not owning him. Uh, otherwise, got a couple of names. Uh, CNK, really liked him. Good uh, 600K buy. Owned him, turfed him with the the head knock, as you said, came back early, but been killing it. Uh, but a couple of mid, mid kind of range guys, Herbie Farnworth and Zach Lomax. Uh, anything to love about them? And sorry, AJ jo- Alex Johnson. I'll throw him in there as well. few names there. Anything striking as a must-have over the next few weeks? Uh, well... <clears throat> AJ to me is looking pretty good. He's just, I think um, earlier in the season, we saw a tendency away from that left side attack. Um, so a lot went through Campbell Graham um, and Milne on that, on that other wing. But I think just in recent weeks, we've seen just Walker skip to that outside and just, he's throwing so many, he's just hitting AJ on the chest all the time. There's a couple of tries in the weekend where he was just like, I think my nana could have probably put the ball down in those situations. He was just standing on the touchline. He took two steps and put the ball down. Like he didn't even run. Um, it just unmarked. But they could. It's almost like they they know where he's going to be without even looking, and they throw these crazy passes. And he's just got so much space. He holds that line so well. He doesn't come in. He just holds that touchline, and he's always in the right spot. So I don't know. He's um 
he's a guy that I kind of wouldn't like to see in my opponent's head-to-head lineup if I if I didn't have him. And their their run home is actually really good. The um uh, for the bunnies. So yeah, I, th- I think I think he's a good one. Farnworth's an interesting call. Um, but for the, the the kind of immediate period over the next kind of six weeks or so, he does have two buys coming up. Um, so the Broncos hadn't really had any buys leading into the buy period, and um, now they're going to have a few um, after the Origin sort of time. So I reckon uh, for me that just kind of I think there's other guys for me ahead of someone like Farnworth. Um, but yeah, and, and I, I just keep looking at Marju as well. <laughs> you surely own Marju. I do, I, I do own Marju. Yeah, I've I've got him, but he's um he's just one of those guys where I reckon, you know, it doesn't really matter about the opposition. He's just such a weapon, and he can he can just score tries when he doesn't have a right to. So yeah, he's he's a guy that I think uh, I'd be looking at if I didn't if I didn't have him. He plays round sixteen, which is you know it's for for some it's going to be a, a bit of a hard round. Doesn't play nineteen, but he does play sixteen. Um, so that's that's kind of a good one as well, I think. Our big Semi Valame. Should I throw his name out there? Uh, Cow's player doesn't play this week, obviously, but has a hundred and five billion running in his rolling average. Um, looks like an absolute superstar outside of defence, but a couple of good coverage rounds. Uh, I think for a cheapie, not a bad, not a bad shout. And there's not a lot of them to be fair. Yeah, and it's interesting too, eh? Because he came in for felt on merit too. It wasn't an injury. Yeah. He, he was basically he was dropped, wasn't he? He was. So, yeah, first time in a long time. Yeah, yeah. So I think you know that's that's a really interesting one, and um, so for him to come in there and you know score score all those meaties in his in his in his first one against Melbourne too, which is you know it was a great performance by the cows, I think, in that one, and they they needed they needed a really good win to get their season back on track. I think um, as you probably were feeling in your in your. Bones. I always knew it was coming, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> The run, the run to the grand final begins. Yes, thank yeah. you. I did call our season back on track before the Roosters at Magic Ground. That was a bizarre one. But look what happened to the Roosters. There you go. And there we go. Yeah. Um, so obviously he's out this week with the bye. So yep. you don't have to, you know, you know, go racing out to get him now. But they got the Panthers in round sixteen without most of the Panthers. Yep. Um, and then round seventeen, uh, you've got Souths West Tigers. Then you don't play the bye, so you don't play nineteen, and then it's manly. So um, mix a bit of a mix there. Uh, I don't love the buyers, but I do actually like the Cowboys in that round sixteen with no yep. Panthers. I really do like that round. As a, um, I mean, if you're going to play the Panthers, that's the week you want to do it, right? Exactly right. Unless they drop Luai and he has a point to prove and that kind of thing. But yeah, oh, uh, Sonny Luke might play. Mate, oh, mate, far out, mate. He's your <laughs> Phoenix Crossland. I sat on the pod last week. We've held that guy for a little while, and out of nowhere, bangs out an eighty in a bye week. <laughs> absolute, absolute huge scenes from Big Thank Phoenix. Thank you very but, much. Yeah, rising from the ashes. Uh, but yeah, I liked Valamay's running style in that last week. I thought a lot of busts, but I'd love to see it be backed up. He's just one of those might be a flash and pan kind of things. Uh, just finally on the center wing lottery, Phil Sammy, another one I thought of, uh, really solid performer, uh, better on the edge on the wing than he is in centers. And that's where he is so far this round on the wing. So a guy I'm keeping an eye on, doesn't play 16, unfortunately, but gets the job done uh, and is very busy. So I, I quite like the look of him and I would like to have a Titan in. I just have a sneaking suspicion they might come good uh, a lot of talk about them so far this year, but him and AJ Brimson keeping a close eye on. 
Yeah, they've got, I mean, yeah, the Titans' immediate run over the buyers is really good. So you got West Tigers, the Broncos. I know Broncos are at the top of the ladder, but I think they can concede some points perhaps. Long way to fall, long way to fall. <laughs> maybe, I'm, I'm going on maybes here. They miss, they miss around 16, obviously, but they do play 19 against the Dolphins, uh, minus their origin players. Um, in between round 18, they play the Raiders, then they've got the Eels, they've got the Roosters, uh, and they've got North Queensland. The end of the season is a bit harder for them where they play the, the Sharks, Panthers, Melbourne. But I think this this first period, if you wanted to grab a Titan for a short-term play, um, it's kind of good to have someone as your, when you're looking at fifth and sixth, uh, or six, you know, sixth and seventh even uh, center play. wings that you yeah. just kind of you just kind of like just just whack them in there. You want them to be someone who's capable of a ton in the right conditions, um, and I think someone someone like that, like if you were to grab a Phil Sammy, like he's already he's he's already scored a ton um, earlier this year. Like he is capable of it. We've seen it from him before. So um, so yeah, I don't I don't I don't mind that that call. A lot of people still. Holding Khan Piera as well, um, he's he's someone with that kind of ceiling too. So yeah, I don't I don't I don't mind the idea of having a Titan and stashing him. No, I mean, look, they're going to score thirty in the first half and nothing in the second. But all you need is that couple of tries in the first, and you're good. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's not working NRL wise, but for Supercoach, it seems to do the job. Um, anything final on trade ins and outs this week before we get into caps and vices? Uh. No, I reckon I'm good. Any random warriors you want to throw out there? Connell I just Volk. want to give a little shout. Okay, there's a couple of shout-outs here. Yeah, um, go for it. You have a uh, five-minute window. The, fir- <laughs> the first one is um, the 50-game uh, uh, milestone uh, for Josh Curran this weekend, which will no doubt eclipse the 300-game milestone of uh, Sir Jerry Croker. Um, I'm, I'm very confident that uh, he will out, out outshine uh, Mr. Croker on the greatest stage of all down there. But um, I just wanted to give a little shout out to him. And also there's a debutante that I wanted to mention as well. A young guy called Ali Laotawa. Ali Laotawa is the nephew of Ali Laotidi. I was going to the, say, that's a very, uh, <laughs> I feel like yeah, I've heard that name before. He was, he was named after his uncle, Ali Laotidi. Uh, he's been in the system since he was 14 years old and he's a foundation member of the our first ever S- uh, SG ball side from 2020. Then after that, he basically went and played for Redcliffe Dolphins and the Colts comp uh, through COVID when we basically didn't have any development teams. So we just had had this kid sort of bubbling away in the background. Um, he's come to New South Wales Cup in our first year back this year. He scored nine tries in 13 games. Um, Rocco Berry got sent to Disneyland last weekend. Willie Army was hanging around in the background there, but Webster's gone nuts. Let's let's let let's let the twenty year old have it. So they're they're letting him have his first game in this huge big spectacle game down in Canberra. So really excited to see how he goes. Um, I posted on my Twitter earlier today a video of him scoring a double last week, and it's yeah, it's pretty exciting the way he runs. He's a really big unit. He's he's really powerful, um, and he's quick too. So he'll be playing he'll be playing the centres there. Um, can't remember what side he's going to be on. I think he's on the. I think he's on the the left hand side. So yeah, interesting. Uh, it might be a possible um, cheapy for the future, but it might also just be um, a flash in the pan thing, letting a, a rookie have a taste of the the NRL first grade. 
Can I just ask, as a probably long-suffering Warriors fan, uh, are you banking on finals this year? What's the read? Yeah, mate, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, this is this is this is um we we haven't we haven't felt this in a very long time, and I think it's a lot of if, if SJ goes down, everything changes. But um, <laughs> yeah, he's just in vintage form, man. I think um you know the whole squad is buying into the whole Webby thing. Um, everybody being home. The players that are there want to be there. They're not sort of pining to go back to Australia. They want to be there, um, and the buyers that they that they've bought, they they kind of what we needed, which is just mentally strong players that love getting into a grind. They don't mind a bit of niggle, and they and they play tough, which is kind of what we've lacked a little bit um, in recent years. And I guess the signings and face value people went, yeah, yeah, they're, they're all right, sort of thing. But that's the quality that they kind of all had, and when you put them all together, it kind of it's made for a a much sort of tougher and more resilient squad. So um, for us, it's been it's been awesome because we've leaked like a sieve the last last few years. And at the end of last year, we were I reckon if we played one more round last year, we would we would have got the spoon. We were honestly that bad towards the end of last year. So um, it's good signs. Haven't haven't got my grand final ticket just yet, but I, uh, it's just a, it's just fun to be a Warriors fan right now. I mean, it's good to hear such a tough few years as well away from home. All that you're now getting to experience, as a lot of New Zealanders actually, not a lot of Auckland games, but uh, I mean, we've lost you twice so far this season. I must say they're probably the easiest losses to swallow. Uh, I don't take many of them lightly, but uh, losing to you guys in the shape that you're in, the form that you're in, and where you've come from, same with the Tigers, whatever, they put 66 on us, but you know what? They've had a shit few runs, so let them smile yeah. a little bit longer. Hopefully that stays the same for you. So good to see you are in good spirits. Uh, getting into the final bit of the pod, captains and vices. So a lot of good early games so far in round 15 here. So I'm keeping an eye on. You may be like me and have a few, uh, well, decent loop options. So uh, the likes of Dylan Brown and, and Nathan Cleary and that kind of thing, if you're holding on. It's a good chance to use the loop if you don't have a Sonny Luke, but anyone that you're looking at, VC and C. Yeah, mate, my VC, I'm going, I'm going for Buller again. So I bought him in last week. Um, also, just I think around around this guy last last week there were huge question marks over have have you missed the boat on Buller right and he was like four hundred and something k and the way I looked at it was fullback at the moment with it being the buy period players not available you, we had a question mark over Turbo there was um, you know form issues for Teddy um, Mitchell had injury issues so there was there was all these fullback worries. Um, and so I just thought, well, at the price in the four hundreds, I don't know of anybody else who can score that well and fullback and plays sixteen and nineteen. So if you're still thinking of buying him, I don't think it's too late at five seventy. You just got to forget about the fact that he was two hundred k about six weeks ago. You just got to forget about that and just go. He's five hundred seventy k, which for the output that he's putting out is unders. Um, and if you need the number in that vital position for sixteen and nineteen. Look at him, man. I reckon he's a gun, and he's the way the the way the Tigers are playing. He's in everything. He's taking like you know, well over twenty carries a game, um, and he just looks really, really good. So he's my vice, and he 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 was responsible for my good score last week. Was I looped him, um, and so that that was how I avoided all the all the um the the other disasters and stuff. So I like him in that first game. Um, but then captain is real tricky this round, eh? It's a, it's a real tricky one. I think I think just I'm going to go with, with Hines down in Melbourne. Yep. 
the return the return to Amy Park for him, I I, I quite like. Um, and I also just think like even last weekend, uh, when I watched watched the Sharks play, I I kind of didn't think Hines was doing that much. 90. He scored ninety. He scored ninety. <laughs> A lot of conjecture about that one. Yeah, and I was just kind of like, "Holy crap, man!" Imagine if he scored a try or something. Like, you know, we're talking like major, major captain material. So, I don't know. In a game like that, you would absolutely be taking ninety points from a guy who's, you know, looked 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 all right, but did, like didn't look like he blew the game apart or anything. Um, so, for the time being, he's he's my captain. But I but I could definitely get around uh, Mitch Moses as well playing on the on the Monday, but um, with the Dylan Brown stuff going on and it not being played at Combank, I really like the Eels at Combank. Um, but when they're when they're not there, just with the Dylan Brown stuff going on, I don't know. I'm a bit cagey about it. So VC Buller, C Hines. Yeah. I mean to be boring, I'm pretty much with you on both of those. I think Hines, well, we saw what the Storm did last or what they didn't do last week against the Cows. Chad Townsend scores against them so uh, Nico Hines absolute uh, moral for a try this this week but as you said doesn't do much but still scores massively so safe play I think I was looking at SJ annoyingly all these options are in the half so you can't uh, VCC them but uh, yeah SJ just against the the Raiders is a cheeky VC kind of play Uh, Ruben Garrick as well against the Dolphins I do like Manly so far this week so tossing up the the Buller uh, Garrick VC and then Hines, captain to, to see the week out. But otherwise, hopefully you've got a full 17 contingent. Keep a close eye on next week because you've got a couple of popular sides. The uh, Well, sorry, round 17, you've got the Dog Sharks, Tigers. Keep a close eye on that one just to make sure you've got numbers. But, yeah, it's an interesting time of year. I think you and I are in the same boat with holding, so in that rare uh, week where we're not blowing trades. Great to speak to you, Anton. Uh, good to hear you're up and about. Uh, hopefully no natural disasters coming your way. It's been a shaky kind of year. Every time I seem to reach out to you, there's something new going on in the household. But hopefully the week's <laughs> going well for you so far. Yeah, all good, man. I can't I can't complain. I can't complain. So uh, nice talking to you as always, man. And um, roll on round 15. Absolutely. Giddy on up. It's almost midnight for you as well. So I appreciate the support coming on the pod. Great to speak to you. All the best with this week. See you, man.